Hi everyone, I'm Haley Griffiths and this is The Science of Social Media, a podcast by Buffer, your weekly sandbox for social media stories, insights, experimentation, and learning. Welcome to episode 134. This week, we have a bunch of great resources all tied up into one episode. We spent the last few months interviewing marketers from top brands like Nike, Square, Bustle, Blender's Eyewear, and more to find out just how they're approaching Instagram marketing in 2019. From customer experience to Instagram stories to ads and selling their products, we have some great insights, some unexpected, that will help take your Instagram game to the next level this year. And if you want to check out more, be sure to visit our website at blog.buffer.com. A warm welcome to the show, everyone. Let's kick it off. We recently released a brand new nine-part, very bingeable Instagram strategy series all about how some of today's top brands are using Instagram to grow and sell their products. Brands like Nike, Bustle, Square, Blender's Eyewear, and lots more all shared their unique take on how they approach marketing on the platform. Today, we thought we'd share our favorite takeaways from the series, starting with Nike and their director of social media, Wes Warfield. Of course, Nike focuses on posting incredible content for Many of you who know that, who follow the Nike account, but at the heart of their success, Wes tells us, is creating a unique customer experience on social media. With more than 83 million followers around the world, Nike is easily in the top 20 most followed Instagram accounts globally out of nearly 1 billion. As you might imagine, that's a lot of engagement, but it's also a ton of incoming conversations for Nike's marketing and customer care teams to sort through. In fact, the team at Nike, led by the social media manager we just mentioned earlier, Wes Warfield, they handle more than a million conversations per year across 200 different social media accounts. We sat down with Wes to understand just how Nike approaches customer care on Instagram and how they leveraged adding value to help grow a massive online community of athletes, influencers, and everyday people just like you and me. At the heart of their strategy, Nike starts with personalization. As one of the world's largest brands, you might be surprised to find that Nike takes a personalized approach to engaging with their audience. Wes explained to us, we don't respond as individuals, we respond as Nike. But that doesn't mean that we don't treat each conversation as if we're talking human to human. So representing a massive brand presents a challenge across 200 different social media accounts as the Nike team works to create the same experience for their customers. This approach requires extensive training as soon as a new employee comes on board. And I think that part is so critical for marketing and support teams across your company. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't had a discussion with your team about brand voice online and kind of unifying that brand voice, we highly suggest that you lead that charge as soon as you can. Nike provides employees with a set of guidelines and examples on how to handle certain situations and conversations across social media. These guidelines and examples help help customer care representatives to develop a specific tone and voice from day one. The keyword there being guidelines, not rules. Wes explained to us how important empowering employees to make their own decisions is in ensuring that Nike thrives as a brand on Instagram. He explains this approach perfectly using a sports metaphor, of course. Naturally. (laughs) The Nike customer care team is sort of like the assistant coach on any sports team, he says. The assistant coaches are the ones that work hands-on with the team. They're more relatable and approachable, whereas the head coach, Nike, can be a bit intimidating. Nike trusts their employees to act as they see fit to connect the Nike brand directly with the community. 
This happens on a macro scale as well as a micro scale, each and every conversation with customers on a daily basis. And if you're wondering how Nike plans content on social, well, we asked Wes that as well. Every day, Wes ensures that his team is briefed on the stories that are going to be told among the various social media accounts. He explained that doing so helps them to stay consistent in terms of their voice, messaging, hashtags, captions, and all of those things. They're hyper-focused on consistent Nike messaging across platforms, making sure that their conversations reflect the nature of the stories that they're trying to tell, which, by the way, are changing all the time. Since community and customer experience are such a central part of Nike's social media strategy, we asked him if he had a few quick tips for marketers and brands to help get started. First, find something that gets your audience moving or talking. At Nike, West and team started with gamification. Their goal was to literally get people moving. When you're able to link that to a reward, you have a much better chance for success. Next, he said to make your content shareable. Wes explained, we started realizing that people wanted to share the story of their athletic journey with Nike. By making this a part of our overall content and customer service strategy, we were able to increase shares on social media. You have to find out what makes your customers tick. And finally, don't dismiss social media as one of the most important tools for relationships. Nike has found that social media, instant chat, and mobile apps are a much better communication journey for customers than email and phone support. Embrace current technologies and meet your customers where they are. Next up, let's chat about a brand that has had some huge success selling their products on Instagram over the last couple years, Blender's Eyewear. Today, they are a multi-million dollar sunglass brand that can attribute a lot of their early success to Instagram directly. We sat down with Blender's social media lead, Grace McLaughlin. Grace has helped the company reach more than 42 million people across the world with its Instagram ads and has shown a profitable return on that ad spend. As you might have guessed, it's all about the visuals, but there's more to it than that. Grace explained to us, mirror what's working for you on organic. Keep the same brand tone and vibe, but with a, tw a sales twist, you'll need a hard pitch and call to action. So she's saying you can't rely on ads alone to be successful on Instagram. You have to have great content in your feed and stories. And if you're going to have ads that are going to help achieve your goals. Yeah, and Haley, I feel like that's the most untalked about parts of Instagram strategy. The fact that if you let organic content slide or slip, then you're just wasting advertising dollars. As Grace mentioned yeah. in our interview, a lot of users are going to click through on your ad to browse your feed as a secondary step before actually going to your website to, to check out your products. So she recommends that you front load your caption with the most important copy uh, quote here from her, lead with key information and offer and an offer so that it appears before the quote-unquote more tag, highlight the exclusivity, scarcity, and urgency of your offer. I love that point. Also, Grace provided us with a super simple way to measure the success of your Instagram ads, which I thought was just very interesting because as we've all experienced, measuring ad campaigns can be super difficult, especially with the amount of data available to marketers these days. So they focus on ROARS, what ROAS. <laughs> R-O-A-S. It's an acronym. <laughs> Return on ad spend. And th this is going to be like a little hard to visualize maybe in your head. So go check out blog.buffer.com. But of, you know, of course, Grace was mentioning that they see value in softer metrics like reach, traffic, and engagement, but ultimately they are driven by sales. So if you're tracking your conversions with Facebook ads manager, it's often not too tasking or difficult to calculate your R-O-A-S. The formula is as follows. Campaign revenue divided by campaign costs times 100 will give you your return on ad spend. 
For example, if you generated $1,250 in sales and spent $450 on the ads, your ROAS is 277%. So in other words, 450 divided by 1,250 times 100. And on the other hand, if you generated $800 in sales and spent $1,000 on the ads, your ROAS is a negative 20%. This type of valuable information can help you determine which Instagram ad sets and campaigns to double down on and which ones to discontinue immediately. When we asked Grace about return on ad spend and what results they've seen from their Instagram ads, she said that Instagram accounts for almost 25% of their ad spend and ROAS trends around 15% higher than on Facebook. Cost per click, CPCs are 60% lower. Cost per 1,000 impressions, so CPMs, are 50% lower. And click-through rates, CTRs, are actually um, 30% higher versus Facebook as well. It's important to note that Blender's Eyewear is able to continue to spend and increase their spend on Instagram ads because they can prove that they positively impact the bottom line. Ultimately, I mean, that's the dream when it comes to advertising, but let's not forget about Instagram stories. That is a huge part of their ad success over the past year as well. According to Grace, right now, almost half of Blender's Instagram ad spend is being put towards the stories placement. ROAS trends lower on the stories platform. So not only does Instagram trend lower than Facebook, but stories trends lower than the feed. But the Blender's team doesn't create any old stories content and turn it into ads. They are thoughtful about when and how to use stories ads for maximum effectiveness. Grace explains, the stories placement is best for when you have a special announcement like a much anticipated restock, flash sale, giveaway, or any limited time promotions. You need to convince the user that they should take action right then and there. Right, because unlike the Instagram newsfeed, you can't always go back and view that content later. Stories are a great way to inspire quick action. Exactly. Blenders likes to use the native text tools and video formats available to every user in the Instagram app so that it looks organic to the user and they don't just immediately swipe through the first sign of an ad because it doesn't look like it came from Instagram at all. Right, exactly. All in all, focusing on beautiful creative content that looks and feels native to the platform is one of the most important things brands can do to increase the effectiveness of your Instagram ads. Last but not least, let's talk about how the multi-billion dollar financial technology company, Square, approaches Instagram marketing. For Square, their community of entrepreneurs and business owners is at the very core of their content strategy. By consistently sharing imagery and stories from real businesses that use the Square product, they've been able to amass an audience of more than 1 million people and brands across social media, including 50,000 followers on Instagram alone. We had the pleasure of chatting with Square's social media lead, Nick DiMancino, to find out exactly how they're able to grow an engaged following on Instagram over the past couple of years. Brands today are beginning to realize that it's not always enough to simply post consistently to their blog or social media. Today, consumers and audiences are looking for brands with a purpose. That's the approach that Nick and the Square team take to their marketing. Nick explains, when people think of Square, we want them to think about sellers we serve. Our channels are a place where we tell stories of those sellers, showcasing their dedication to their craft and drive to achieve their dreams, no matter the obstacles. Square's purpose is economic empowerment, and we hope that comes through in everything we do. And there's data to back that up too. Accenture found that 47% of consumers will leave brands that lack a purpose, and 63% of respondents prefer to buy goods from companies that stand for a shared purpose that reflects their personal values and beliefs. At Square, focusing on their community of sellers was a no-brainer and has helped propel them to success for nearly a decade. 
To do so, they source the highest quality user-generated content they can from their community. Nick mentions, we build relationships directly with our sellers and encourage them to share their stories with us in their own words so that we can share those stories with other businesses. It's been a huge part of our strategy and sellers have responded in a major way. Looking at their Instagram feed, it's clear that there's a common and coherent theme threaded through each individual photo and video. That theme is inspiring small businesses. Square wants to empower people to find their own path to success. No two businesses are alike, and they think that their sellers' stories reflect that unique nature. There's something special about people being able to see themselves in the success of another person, something that inspires them to continue working. If they can have an impact like that on even one person, they've achieved their goal. So user-generated content acts as a powerful form of social proof, providing your audience with genuine content from real people and brands. This helps to develop your brand as a thought leader in your industry by demonstrating that you are willing to put your customers first and their needs first as well. And like other brands, Stories also plays a critical role in developing trust and thought leadership for Square. Related to that, Nick said, Stories is a format that has allowed us to easily connect our community of sellers. We often use this space to put a business and its story directly in front of our larger community of sellers, bringing them together in a way that has been so special. They also recently began a series called Heart and Hustle, and in that series, Square explores the passion and drive of small business owners, the struggles they face, and why they remain optimistic about the next five years. Every single piece of content from their stories to their Instagram photos and is an extension of why they are in business and what Square stands for. Like we mentioned earlier, economic empowerment. It's as if their marketing team sees it as their personal responsibility to make this a reality each and every day. Whatever it is, it's definitely working. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Science of Social Media today. As always, we deeply appreciate your kind ratings and reviews on iTunes. Brian and I both go and check those out. And I think like our moms might look at those also, just a heads up. <laughs> they truly help our show grow. And so we can't thank you enough. Our moms are super grateful. And if ever you get in touch with myself or Brian, we're always here for you on social media using the hashtag Buffer Podcast. And you can also send us an email anytime at hello at buffer.com. Lots of great episodes lined up for you in the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned for next week when we break down findings from a brand new study we ran with Animoto titled, Does Vertical Video Make a Difference? Lots of interesting insights there. Looking forward to next Monday, everyone. Mm -hmm.